Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first episode of On Lockdown. Um, this is a conversation I've been excited to have for, for a long time. Uh, with me today is my good friend, uh, Allie Pape. Uh, we've known each other for many, many years. Uh, she is the owner of uh, Occasions in Naperville, uh, small business owner. Um, Allie, thanks for uh, for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, can you kind of just tell everybody who you are, uh, what, you, what your business is, and we'll kind of go from there? Um, sure. My name's Allie Pape. I own Occasions in Naperville, Illinois. It's a women's, a women's gift boutique that um, we have tabletop items. We have a little dabbling of clothes and some jewelry. And then we also do a lot of seasonal decor pieces as well. Um, at Christmas, we really focus on um, being a Christmas store and um, like to help everyone find that perfect gift for whoever they're shopping for. And you've owned Occasions for, for how many years at this point? Almost five. Okay. And you, how old were you when you, when you took over the store? When I took over the store, I, I was 26. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, sh- uh, yeah. <laughs> um, That's I <weird>. mean, <laughs> um, Obviously, if you guys are listening to the show, you kind of have a vague idea of, of what we're all about. Um, my goal is to let business owners or individuals, uh, kind of anybody tell their story uh, of how the COVID lockdowns have affected their business, uh, their relationships, uh, their personal lives, just kind of anything uh, to give an outlet to this kind of segment that we've we've signed, uh, sidelined in the, uh, the discussions uh, about COVID over the past year or so. Um, and I, I, I reached out to Allie to kind of get her take on it, and her story was really, really interesting, and I think a, a really good jumping-off point. Um, I mean, Allie, let's just kind of run down, like when COVID started, you know, what what was your experience, like what has happened over the past, you know, better part of a year at this point? Um, it's it, to, it's to been the business unreal. And you, yeah, like let's let's just go through the timeline. Oh. I could talk about this for a long time. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, we shut, well, I wasn't, so like, I'm sorry. Um, so like, it was just very surreal. Um, things just started shutting down around me and I kept saying, you know what, I'm just going to stay here. If I'm sitting in the store in a chair relaxing and you know one person comes in a day I'll be happy but then we got forced to shut down and um I really got forced to step out of my comfort zone on social media and I started doing a lot of lives recording a lot of videos um talking about product that was coming in because I ordered all my product in January so when things shut down on March 13th I I had thousands of dollars in spring decor purchased. I had Mother's Day purchased. I had everything. So I didn't really have a choice. You were gearing up for a, a busy, a busy yeah. part of the year. Yeah, I, I didn't have a choice but to just kick it up to 11. And I, I mean, I was on social media all the time. And uh, I ended up, one day I said, well, I'm just going to, we got this little tray in at the store. And it said, hello, happy. And I'm like, cool, happy. Like, everybody needs this. And so I went on social media and I, 
I was I presented it to my customers online, and they all kind of started watching for me to come online at ten o'clock every day with my coffee, and we'd all kind of meet there. And uh, I just decided to promote happy every day, and that really took off. Like I, so I every day during lockdown, I had one item that I thought would bring joy to everyone, and I promoted that item daily at a small discount, and um, the orders started rolling in, and it was it was a blessing. I was mm-hmm. like, we just. I just wanted to stay relevant when I was going online. I just wanted people to remember that we were there. I didn't know that people would really want to place orders in the middle of pandemic for me to deliver a, a little hello happy dish. But sure. I was oh, so blessed that yeah. people um, responded so well to it. Um, but uh, I mean, it it really got kind of crazy um well yeah here, let's, yeah, uh, let's, like yeah let's go, just, let's go back a little yeah, bit so yeah. before before the pandemic started like you had decent foot traffic like what was the breakdown between in-store purchases and and like online purchases i'm assuming you kind of before you know, the store before, before everything the, started before yeah. the pandemic in 2019 i had two orders on my website okay for the whole year mm-hmm like so pretty much it wasn't a great was website yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, in, the everything was in store okay so um, it's yeah <laughs> yeah brick and mortar focused and then yeah within, I just kept pushing it off and then within, so, within a week pretty much everything right, changes and everything started shutting down and while I was still open I I really I pulled a lot of all-nighters and mm-hmm. I I loaded probably 1200 SKUs onto my website within the course of two, three weeks. Wow. And it was unreal. <laughs> um, I offered free shipping on everything cause I just, I was happy to ship something to someone, but, mm-hmm. um, it, it was, it was an experience, you know, cause like you were just up all night with anxiety anyways. So I might as well redirect that to, loading inventory online sure. and um yeah i just i started um emailing out the new website to the customer base that we did have for the brick and mortar business and they started supporting us very glad <laughs> well well good <laughs> yeah um i mean i just kind of talking to you behind the scenes mm-hmm. outside of this context the, yeah. the store was doing well correct like b- before yes. all of this happened. before yes yeah um like what did mm-hmm. again like you obviously put a, a tremendous amount of effort into making sure that things were financially stable and you guys could survive what mm-hmm. did I, I you know it, it redoing the website and putting all those hues up there doesn't happen overnight to to your point it's it's you know, oh. all nighters trying to do all this stuff, but what did what did the lockdowns do to the business financially, at least initially? I mean, and it, it really it made me really take a look at like big picture, you know, like what I was spending on certain things, and like, okay, well, we need this, not that, you know, like all that, or you use every single piece of tissue paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh um 
it financially it really everything changed it was it was we went into fight mode you know mm-hmm. you i mean it was a it was certainly a harder year um financially to make goals and um make our numbers and initially um you know my staff staff stepped back respectfully they all are in a place of means where you know they weren't worried about the money at first they just didn't want to be exposed so they were all we were all very close family base and they said to me hey Ellie we'll see you on the other side of this don't worry about us just keep the store going so that was a great relief for me at first um which was wonderful and um yeah the pandemic changed everything about the business yeah changed me Mm -hmm. well i i mean that's that's kind of a good segue um you know outside of the the financial aspect of trying to keep a business going you you mentioned earlier that it's it's you know you're everything is flipped upside down every you know it's anxiety Mm -hmm. through the roof what what did what did this do to you, not only as a, a business owner, but just personally, psychologically? Oh, like, what did oh you God. go through? I, so I was at the, so every morning I'd wake up at like six, I have a toddler, but then I would, you know, send out my happy item of the day email. I would, you know, prepare myself somewhat because I was going live on the internet, even though there was a pandemic and not going to see anyone go into work just like any other day the parking lot totally empty but my car wore my slippers no big deal <laughs> and um i'd sit in my store and pack orders and not talk to anybody i wasn't even seeing my mom and um i got to a pretty dark place packing those orders like my husband would come in to uh run the deliveries and he'd be like ellie you haven't turned the lights on yet like and I had been there for six hours. Jeez. Like, I was, I forgot to eat. I lost 60 pounds during lockdown. Like, oh. doctors were freaking out. Um, turned out I had a crazy vitamin D deficiency from sitting inside all day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, it was stressful. And then we had to open, uh, you know, we started getting a groove and, you know, like this is what you do first and the, the orders and, you know, we packed and then my husband, he would come and pick them up and he would take the orders to get delivered and I would go home with our toddler. And um, while your husband is working too. Yeah, he's a teacher. So he was teaching until four on the internet and then he at four after nap and everything he'd bring Josie over to the store and if there was still more to pack then she would play in her pack and play or we set up a water table in the side because the floor is cement so that worked out and um then he would run deliveries until some nights like nine thirty, when we were like okay it's too late to ring people's doorbells and walk away <laughs> um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was unreal. Like the anxiety, the weight loss, everything. And then, so we found a pattern that worked and it was comfortable enough, you know, for us. And, uh, 
then we had to change and we had to open. <laughs> mm. And even that was, that became scary again too. Like, because, you know, there's new protocols, there's new staff, there's new everything. And you just, it was, I'll never forget this experience it, as well as I'm sure many people won't, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that for people who, who don't live in Illinois, there's been a, a few different rounds of lockdowns. We were completely locked down when this first started, and then we moved to slightly more open during the summer months. Um, mm -hmm. Restaurants were open, businesses were open, uh, and then we pretty much completely shut down again, borderline completely shut down again, and we're mm -hmm. just kind of starting to come out of that. I mean, I would imagine that after the initial lockdown, <clears throat> And you reopening again and having people in the store, the thought of potentially having to shut down again kind of weighed on you, too, because there's no guarantee oh. that you're staying open. No, it changed how I, I literally I cancel. So in January every year, um, my industry has a big market in Atlanta. And so by March, when everything really came to, I had already ordered, not paid for, like we just order it and then it's paid for when it ships all of my Christmas for 2020 by the end of January before everything came to and so then during lockdown you know I learned that with the website you want fewer SKUs but deeper inventory into them because that's it's easy you know if you're selling on a website and you're pitching one item on a live you want a lot of that one item and so I had to rewrite all my Christmas orders because I was worried that if we got locked down during Christmas season, the way the restaurants did, that I was going to have to sell all my Christmas inventory on the internet like I had. And so our Christmas looked a little sparse, but we really had inventory deep in what we had. And so... It's, it it affected everything. It affects how I still buy things now because I haven't even gone to the... I didn't go to the Atlanta market this January. I'm going to go to the July show because I just... I'll have a better idea of what the world will look like for Christmas by July than yeah, you would two hope months so. ago. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So you, you mentioned your your employees briefly how has this kind of changed the makeup of the people that work for you kind of what's their attitude being back how how has that dynamic changed um i i love the staff that i had before i do they're they're family to me and you know we were very close before lockdown and then um lockdown happened and um certain policies went into place that made it beneficial to not come back to work and so I had to say you know if you don't you don't and so uh, when we reopened we reopened with um, one longtime employee I've had forever she's like one of my go-to I love her to death and then I hired three new employees. So I was, uh, so at the beginning of what we opened in June, we opened June 1st. So June 1st, 
I was hiring three new staff, turning over my store from looking like, because I had boxes everywhere. I had all my packing supplies throughout my store because my stock room is like, like I've seen closets larger, like home closets larger than, you've seen my stock room. It's tiny. Like you're not, and I moved all the packing supplies into the store because I wanted windows. Like I just needed sunlight. But, um. So at June 1st, I was training three new employees. I was figuring out the protocol for, you know, cleaning the store, sanitizer, how many people to have in, you know, the the plastic shields in front of the counter. Those were so expensive in June. And, um, and I started a new inventory or a point of sale system. I switched the whole store to Square because I didn't want to have to touch customers' credit cards and then swipe because mm-hmm. we had the old point of sale. And so on top of that, I was moving at home. We had just closed on our house at the end of May. And then um, – and all the civil unrest was happening at the same time. And actually, our opening day, we were only open for two hours, and then we had to close back down. But I'm I'm blessed with the staff I have now. I love them. They're they're the best. Um. <laughs> just, just to kind of <laughs> cut cut through the the middle there. I'm I'm assuming the the policy that was put in place that you're discussing <laughs> is not a policy that you put in place. It's the policy no, that the government yes, put in that place. That the government. I'm just trying to tiptoe. I know. <laughs> I'm just going to blatantly spell it out. Yeah, you do it. <laughs> so realistically, it, that was the increased unemployment benefits, which talking to a lot of business owners, especially small retail businesses, restaurants, places like that, um, the increase in benefits, which certainly have a place up to a point um, mm-hmm. in this situation, which is unprecedented. Um, there's been a lot of talk of employees that, are saying they just they they're not they're getting paid better on unemployment um, for Bingo. an indeterminate amount of time and there there's no benefit to them coming back. Correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> just spelling you got that it. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I kind of in that in that same ballpark. Um, did you guys uh, apply for? PPP or any sort of loan during this process? Like, what was that experience? Yes, we did apply for um, PPP. We got it in the second round. Um, I applied in the first, and but I was too far. I did too much research that I didn't get my application in soon enough. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, and it, it was helpful. Um it helped out with rent. I brought, um, I I had I brought an employee back um, while we were still locked down, and I had her working remote from home with my orders and um, just organizing inventory and all that kind of stuff. So that definitely helped make that possible. Um, I tried to have more working from home, but sure. you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, you you mentioned that you you pretty much had to retool the entire business from from the ground oh, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on conversations that we've had, it sounds like um, there's been a lot of 
collaboration and support across businesses similar to yours? Um, what was, you had mentioned kind of the social aspect of it and how businesses were paying attention to that and kind of getting ideas from everybody. Like what has mm -hmm. the response been from business owners that you know or people in the community? Like how have you guys tried to support each other um, mm -hmm. over the past year? I mean, a lot of, like, I work with a lot of small artists in this store, and um, everybody really came together. Like, a lot of, um, like, I would call, uh, let's just say my friend Maria, who owns a bracelet um, business. It's called Infinite Warrior. It's out of Milwaukee. Her bracelets are beautiful. Um, <laughs> so she would basically... Um, we'd support each other by I'd, I'd call her up and I'd say, Hey, what's new? What are you working on? Um, while she was in lockdown and I would put her inventory on my website that she had from home. And then we would just kind of, you know, support each other and that she'd drop it off to UPS. But then that way I could support her entire brand to my customer base, or we would have, um, online trunk shows where, um, I would send my customers to Maria's website with her inventory and give them a coupon code to use uh, to let her know that it was through my store that they found it. And then we would, you know, work out the profits that way. And so, um, and I did that with a couple other independents as well that um, it really worked out nicely. And, you know, just to keep reintroducing fun new things to your customers while you really can't introduce new things to them uh, was really very helpful. And then it was also helpful too in that in order to display and present 65 SKUs to my customers, I didn't have to put out the money in advance for all those pieces of inventory. I could just email them out and then we would take the orders as we went, mm -hmm. which was great. And I, I did that with not just Maria, but multiple other artists, which was, and we were all just, honestly, I think I, I have one sales rep, um, Ruth. I love her. She's great. She and I really just talked on the phone a lot, <laughs> just supporting each other. Like, hey, how are you doing mentally? How's the e-learning going? You doing okay? How are the kids? Like that kind of, we were all just checking up on each other mm -hmm. quite a bit because we're all going through the same thing. Right. That's, <clears throat> I mean, how you had to have heard of within kind of this, this support network that you, that you had mm -hmm. or that you have, um, you had to have heard of businesses that weren't as fortunate. Like I'm assuming that discussion happened fairly regularly. I, I did. I don't know anyone personally that went out, um, out of business, but I've heard from reps, like about stores that I, I've heard of stores, but I don't personally know the owner, um, where the reps have told me that they've gone out, or I know that there's stores that, um, have had issues, but they're not out of business. Like I know, um, there's a store in Geneva, Illinois, and I know that their staff is all 65 plus and they were closed during fourth quarter because, they didn't, they didn't have employees that wanted to be open mm -hmm. with customers. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's a huge building. Like, it's, 
I, I can't I can't imagine they did their entire fourth quarter live on Facebook. I just wow. yeah. <laughs> the whole idea, like I'm starting to shake thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you you you've obviously done a good job transferring a lot of your your inventory and just business in general online since Thank things you. have started reopening again what has mm-hmm. what has foot traffic looked like like what has the response from people in person been you know is it, it i'm sure it's nothing like yeah. it was before the pandemic or, or anything oh, like no. that and obviously it's it's winter here and illinois is a frozen hellscape but um <laughs> you know oh, how, how how is how are, how are customers with you customers are good um i have so we're a very small store kind of right in the middle of a neighborhood in um, Illinois. And so I have a lot of customers where they weren't going out to other places still, but they were still coming to me because we were small enough that they felt comfortable. Um, I didn't, I had shortened hours until probably like October, I think where I was only open 11 to four and then people could text me. I put my phone number on the internet. That was crazy. Um, (laughs) People could text me if they wanted to do private shopping from 10 to 11 or four to five. And I didn't really get many takers for it. I got some, but um, so that worked out. And, um, but people at first, like our opening day, I thought was going to be, like bananas i was so excited i was thrilled i bought new jewelry for the case like it was a whole thing um we had two customers that morning before then we had to close down early and then um traffic was slow 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 in june june was like our worst month of the year and um people really didn't start coming out coming out until the christmas items went up and I put them up early this year. I put them up March 1st or October 1st, not March. I'm thinking about March, but I put them all up, uh, Christmas up October 1st-ish. And once the Christmas items started going out on the floor and I started emailing out all the display pictures of that, people really started trickling in. But then we were at the quarter capacity limit and that's like nine people in my store. And so that was, how are you going to tell somebody to wait in their car or wait on the side of this? It's Illinois. It, there was like snow and it was freezing cold. Like, so it was just really hard um, this year. And especially with the quarter capacity to get through fourth quarter where I really didn't want to get busy because they didn't want to tell people that they had to wait outside. So... I didn't do promotions that I knew would go well because I didn't. How do you tell someone to go wait outside in the snow? Yeah, like you're you're forced to hobble your own business to to make sure there, right. aren't, there aren't too many people in your store. Right. So um, we didn't do big parties. We usually do um, for Christmas or I um, Black Friday. We were dead. 
It was funny. Not funny. It was sad. But Black <laughs> But so it gets better. So Black Friday, our business was dead. We had maybe like four or five people come through the store the whole day. Ten to five thirty. And then Small Business Saturday is always our biggest day of the year. That day was light, lighter, but um we made our sales goal with the help of the website. And then I I ex- so what I did because of the the rules on having people in the store, I extended all our sales. So like the Black Friday sale went until the next Friday. Just so that people you know, you could come on Tuesday while everyone else is working and not worry about it cuz mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't I, no, I, I really I, I had mean, the it's... store on sale way too much, but <laughs> I didn't want everybody to come in at the same time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's kind of hard to to put a specific or to pick a specific point, and it's 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 a weird question to ask. But what do you think was the lowest point of this experience, either for the business or you? Or just anything. Like what was honestly the lowest point? I was doing a jewelry unboxing live when Pritzker was went live and announced the lockdown. So like I was live on the the internet. Initial lockdown. Yeah, the initial one. So I was on the internet talking to my customers while Tony's packing jewelry over here with a sales rep. And like we were selling jewelry by numbers and then he was packing them and I knew something happened because like, you know, you just, you read your spouse. Like I just could see the look on his face like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, something, something's going down. So then when that all wrapped up, I didn't know what was going to happen. Like that was that initial first week was the worst because we so when we left the store that night after that announcement i packed up all the jewelry because i didn't know if i was going to be able to get back into my business like i hadn't read all the fine prints yet and so um that fear like i thought all the looting was going to start riots and everything was starting then like i just i brought my daughter's baby monitor <laughs> taped it to the wall <laughs> by the front door like i it's a small family business i didn't have cameras i didn't have anything like it was a binder paper <laughs> store like not techie at all and so um that initial first week like and then once we found out that we could go back and forth to the business then that you know we became a little bit more comfortable but we just kept saying, okay, we just, we got to $150 a day in orders. That was our goal. And then, you know, people, it took a little bit, about a week or two for people to start responding to the website. Cause I think everybody was feeling the same thing we were feeling. Sure. Everybody was freaked out. But, um, that initial was the lowest. Like I remember just sitting on the floor, like looking at my laptop waiting for an order because there was pickup time. So I was sitting at the store 10 to five, no matter, no matter what it was, that was crazy. It was, 
unreal. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it's giving me anxiety <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, now that you know, you 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 hope and pray that things kind of start to normalize, and it it, it seems like we're we're edging towards that. But mm-hmm. what? What? How can people support small businesses, in in your opinion, after all of this? I mean, even if you don't have the money to spend with them, just liking and sharing posts on the internet is such a big... Like, every time I see a small business posting anything, I always like it. And it just... You know, because that might make someone's day. Like, I just... Like the little things like that. Just knowing someone else is out there. Is insane. Hey, right. yeah. clicks that button says, you're doing great. Like that's, <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I've been more careful of like where we spend our money or, you know, cause you, I'm trying to, even myself as a business owner, I, I was buying too much on Amazon before this and I, you know, could have been shopping from other small businesses or you know i just you kind of reevaluate it's very convenient but reevaluate where you're putting your money because if you're putting it in your community you know everybody benefits Mm -hmm. that's a good point um so we all have our opinions on what the past year has has been and what it's done and for better or worse i certainly have mine the the point of this is to not necessarily give my opinion although if anybody knows me from the old show they probably know my opinions on all of this shit (laughs) um what's kind of your read on the lockdowns do you think they were necessary do you think that they were handled the right way do you see things that could have been put in place that weren't or things that were 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 actually beneficial or is this just a complete wash shit i would have liked more of a warning like more than starting tomorrow is the lockdown. Like even that simplest, like just an extra two, three days to figure out my life mm-hmm. and how I was going to move forward. But um, I'm like shaking talking about this. Uh-huh. this is... <laughs> I feel like I'd have a much different response, much different response to this if I was in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I just, I feel awful for restaurant owners. I know so many of them that have just been screwed they're screwed like how do you like if i sell a hundred dollar item and then i have to deliver it you know there's that cushion to make money on it but if you're 25 dollars in a lunch order then you know what i mean it's just yeah it's it's so sad but Mm -hmm. i feel like i don't know what could have been done different i mean I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a hard thing to think about. I, I think you're, yeah. you're right. It's, you know, it's, I think everybody would have loved more um, lead-in to, to the yeah. lockdowns or, you know, some sort of advance warning. And people will say that, well, you know, we had no idea that this was coming. And I'm, I'm not a proponent of that, and especially when you give people pretty much a day's notice to right. shut down like everything. Just... Yeah. Um, 
I packed as much inventory as I could in my car, and I just thought I was going to be shipping it from my townhouse. So I, I ripped down my china cabinet that night, and I um, set up all the this jewelry that was in the store in my china cabinet in my dining room at home, which was a townhouse among boxes because we were moving three months later. So it was just a little bit more of a warning or just a... Hey, small businesses, you can do this sort of thing. Because I really had to search the fine print to find that I could go to my business. Yeah. But um, I, I think that, again, not to editorialize too much, but the it's been so long at this point, um, and the the support that has been given or given to small businesses or the service industry or anything like that um i personally think has been pretty lacking um and infrequent um my personal opinion is none of this should continue to go on without some sort of fundamental review of why you're keeping people's businesses closed um, in perpetuity without an understanding of what it's going to take to, to open them. And it's completely arbitrary based on whatever state that you're talking to. Yeah, I, I, it's, I don't know. It, it scares me to think that we've now got, gotten to a point where the state or federal government, mostly the state governments, can shut down your business for any reason for an indeterminate amount of time. And there's next to no recourse. And if there is support, that it's not going to be enough. Again, like to your point, for businesses like restaurants or business, just small businesses in general that are running on razor thin margins, you know. And you, you, you have a new house. You, you, you have a toddler. My, and... my rent in Naperville, Illinois, alone was. If I told you the percentages of what I got in PPP versus what I pay in rent a month in Naperville, it's you'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knowing Na- knowing Naperville, I probably wouldn't be that shocked, unfortunately. Yeah, that's but I think true. a lot of people would. Um, well, Allie, thank you again for, for doing this. I, of I course. really appreciate it. I'm happy um, to do it. How can people support you? Where can we point them? You know, social media, website, anything else that you want to plug? Um, Facebook and Instagram, if you just search Occasions Naperville, then you'll find me. Anybody listening, uh, um, support them, support small businesses. Um, make sure you get out there. And like Allie mentioned, you don't even necessarily have to buy anything. Just let them know that you're out there and you want to support them. That's, that's certainly more than a lot of people have gotten over the past year. Um, but yeah, again, Allie, thank you very much. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll be in touch, and I, I certainly hope that uh, you guys are are more secure now, and it and it stays that way, and you're thank you. everybody's able to, to to fully open in the near future. Um, but uh, that's pretty much it for for now, uh, and then we will be back with, uh, with a new episode soon. Mm-hmm.